Welcome to the Vineyard Cleveland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For further information and other resources, please visit vineyardcleveland.org. Good morning. You are the light of the world. Yes, you and you and you. You are the light of the world. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A city on the hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a lamp, light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Um, I'm really glad that the kids are with us today because um, there's an old song and hopefully a lot of you know it, but I want to start with that. And uh, so help me out. (laughs) Help me out. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Won't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Thank you. So, it's uh, that simple, (laughs) and yet it isn't. (laughs) Interesting that we taught our kids to sing that, or at least we did back in the day. Um, So, I, I am always so excited to be with you and to do this, um, This passage of scripture that we're looking at today in our series, For the Sake of the World, is about the world, and it's about us. And it's part of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus, that's his big sermon. The one that is the longest passage we have of things that Jesus actually said. And so... He's just finished saying the Beatitudes, which, if, as you know, blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek, blessed are you when you are persecuted for Jesus' sake. Um, and then he says, you are the light of the world, and you can't hide. And he just said that you were going to be persecuted, and you can't hide. So that's, that's really, I thought, really interesting. But, um, so the people are listening to him. His disciples are listening. And he's telling them things that they need to know. Um, And this is actually not new, because in Isaiah, God had said to Israel, his chosen people, that you are a light to the Gentiles. So that concept is not new for them if if they knew their... Torah, 
Um, and also, they know that, knew that God was described as light. And that, and 1 John 1, 5 says that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And so we are his children, created in his image, redeemed by his son, and filled with the Holy Spirit. So we are light. We are light. And we can't, we can't hide it. And he says that it would be foolish to hide it because who, who lights a light and puts something over it so no one can see it? That's, that's kind of ridiculous, right? But he also said that they put the light on a stand and it gives light to the house, which is, which is actually a very common and ordinary thing that a light would be put on a stand to give light to the house. So this is it's not even unusual that we should give our light. It's an ordinary thing, but not always an easy thing. Now, if, and, and I'm, I'm thinking about the kids too, if, again, if any of you guys are listening, if I asked you to bring me light, what would you bring me? What, what would you bring if, if I asked for light? If, if, you got, if, if you adults want to say something. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there they are. <laughs> Lights. <laughs> oh, it is, a, it is a different age, is it not? <laughs> Okay, well, what if I ask? <laughs> right, candle. That. But what if I ask you to bring me dark, like a pile of dark right here? You see, the important thing is, John one five says, "The light shines in darkness, but the darkness has not understood it, comprehended, overcome it." has not extinguished it. Light is something. Darkness is actually nothing. Darkness is not a thing. It is only the absence of light, and it goes away. As soon as any light comes on, darkness goes away. And that, you know, if you, if you guys are afraid of the dark, dark is nothing. It's nothing. It just means that the light isn't there. And you can push that back with any small light. That's important to know. So it's, it's doable, right? Shining your light. It, it can be done. However, it says good deeds. They will see your good deeds and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So what do people of the light do the children of God, those filled with the Spirit of God, bringing God to the world? Um, guess what? He told us. And um, this is only one thing, but I'm going to read this passage from Ephesians. And, uh, and, and hang with me, because it's kind of long, but I'm going to read it. 
And it's titled Living as Children of Light. That's not inspired. Someone put that in later. But um, I'm going to start with verse 22 of chapter 4 in Ephesians. Just listen. Chapter 20, verse 22, sorry. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitudes of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing should steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God has forgiven you. Be imitators of God, Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For, this, for of this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. And here it comes. For you were once darkness, but now, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is, a shame, it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything is exposed by the light and becomes visible, for it is light 
that makes everything visible. And I'm going to stop there. There's more. There's more. <laughs> There's more. God has not left us without instructions about what it looks like to be people of the light. And you may be a little overwhelmed by that, but think. He has given us his spirit, and we are made in his image, and we are redeemed by his son, and we have in us what we need to be children of light. Um, and it speaks of the fruit of the light. And in our small group, we've been talking about the fruit of the vine. John chapter 15, remaining in the vine. We have to be abiding in God, hanging on to him closely in order to have fruit. And if, if you want to keep the light metaphor, you need to be plugged into the source. There's, there's no light without the electricity, right? Well, there are. There are some sorts of light. But, but anyway, we need to be close to God in order to do this. Um, and these are the things that people will see. They will see that we don't do these things, and we do these things. They will see that. And, and this, this passage says that they will see our good deeds and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. You know, that, that actually stopped me for a while because I was like, I don't see anybody glorifying God much. You know, um, what do you have to do to get somebody to glorify God? What kind of a deed makes somebody say, praise Jesus? And, um, you know, I, had, I heard somebody say, because everything went right that day, the universe is on my side. <laughs> the universe is a created thing. The universe is not in charge of your life. And, you know, just to be unpopular, I will say also the zodiac, the stars and the planets are created by God. They are not in charge of your life. God is. The universe is not on your side. It is a created thing. So, but what makes people glorify God? And I was thinking, well, if you drag somebody out of a burning building, they would probably say, thank God, thank God. But I don't really expect to have too many opportunities to do that. <laughs> I don't know if we have any firefighters in the audience, but you go, but I don't, I don't even want to try that. So, um, so I thought, okay, God, what, what is, like... What is it? How do we... They're going to see what I do and glorify God? Really? Well, you're, you sound pretty confident. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> but what Ephesians says is that we're supposed to love like Christ's loved, we're supposed to have compassion for one another. We're supposed to forgive one another. And I really do think it begins here, in this community, in our small groups, in the church. They want, you want 
the world to see something different. And um, yes, we should be kind to them too, those outside of the family of God. But I really think it's here that we, that we have a community of light, something that draws people, something that they maybe want to be a part of. Um, because because I, I, some, I almost feel like people have to be followers of Jesus in order to praise Jesus. And wouldn't it be great if what they saw made them want to join us? Um, you know, if Christians do evil works, everybody notices, right? And they got stuff to say about that. And, and they say stuff against us and against our God because, because we fail. And, and that will continue to happen, I'm sure. But if the light, in the life of a Christian and in the life of a community, there is evidence that something more than human is at work, that, that could be something that draws people and makes them want to glorify God. So what if we love each other so well that the world wants to join us? I mean, think about what is said in Ephesians, rage and anger and malice. And those things are in the world. That's what we deal with. That's what everyone deals with out there, and there's no hope. There is no hope, and there's nothing for them. But there's another thing, too, which I think Jesus was trying to prepare for in the Sermon on the Mount, and that is that um, in John 3.19 it says, God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. And it says in Ephesians that light exposes, light exposes things. People don't like that. They don't. And that's what we're called to do. I think how we do it matters, and I don't have the answer for that exactly, but um, I think we need to know that being light is not all sweetness and light. People may not appreciate you. If you stay close to Jesus, you'll realize that it's not just, it's not you they hate, it's the light, it's him. Um, and we know, because God says it here, that they will glorify God the Father because of our good works, even if we don't exactly see how that works right now. And in Philippians 2, 10 and 11, it says, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
to the glory of God the Father. That's the same phrase, to glorify God the Father. So we know that if not right now, someday everyone will glorify God the Father. And so I hope that this is encouraging because I don't want it to be discouraging. I also don't want it to be a guilt trip. But I do want us to examine how we speak to each other and how we, how we act towards each other because the world is watching and they want to find fault with us. And, um, but I also want you to know that it's natural to shine your light Jesus said, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. You are the light. You cannot be hidden. You will shine. <laughs> and, and that is good, and it is natural, and that is what Christians do. Um, would you um, kill the lights, please? <laughs> this one doesn't have electricity. One light, one small light, lights the darkness. It pushes darkness back. It, it always will. And guess what? This is the kind of thing I keep telling myself. See this one? This one's almost done. But you know what? It's the same light. There's a lot of light. Same amount of light. Don't give up. Don't quit. It's not over. <laughs> Jesus loves you. All the things we sang today. He's the way maker, the promise keeper, the miracle worker. If you don't think you can shine your light, he knows how to do that, and he knows how to help you. He is the light, and you are his children. Amen.